Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. Put God first. You'll never be last. You'll be the head and not the tail. You will will have wisdom and understanding of the times. You will be all right if you put God first. And how many of you know sometimes there's a, there's a real cost with putting God first in every area of your life? Amen? But if Jesus is our Lord and he is our Savior, then there, there always comes these places where my flesh meets God. I, I call them cross experiences. There's always times where you come to the cross and where you have to see whether you're going to, um, when you meet the cross, when your flesh meets God, are you going to surrender to him? Or are you going you gonna to bow up in yourself and and come against what God wants you wants for your life. But when he's your Lord and your Savior, and he's also your friend, you don't want to hurt him, do you? You want to do what he wants. You want to obey him. You want to follow him. So that's the, uh, that's the crux of what, what I'm going to say today. But this is about putting God first. Can I tell you something? How many, wanna, how many here want to walk in the will of God? You want to you walk in the will of God. The Bible is the will of God. This is the will of God. When we read this, it's the will of God. When we obey it, we're obeying the will of God. When we hear it, we're hearing the will of God. And putting God first in our lives is is a principle that God puts all throughout the word. I'm going to start off um, with the first commandment (laughs) in Exodus 20 and 3. And the first commandment, and I'm sure, I'm sure if you don't have it right off the top of your head, you'll remember it. How many of you know they're trying to remove the Ten Commandments everywhere? You know, this is, this is the basis of what our laws were built on. But there's a reason God gives us the Ten Commandments. Amen? So the first commandment is this. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. No other gods. We can say, well, I don't, I don't have another God uh, before Jesus. I don't have another God before him in my life. Well, I think sometimes we, we understand that and we, we, we think that. And when God really begins to deal with our hearts, sometimes we put other things as God before God. It's quiet. Amen. We don't realize it, but subtly in our lives, other things can creep in and take first place over God. That ever happened to anybody? And the sad thing is, he lets us have free will. He lets us choose. He he lets us he lets us uh, subtly just walk through life, making our own decisions, going about our everyday, making our own decisions, and and he lets us kind of track how we want to track. He he really does. That's what free will is about. But subtly, uh, we can put other things ahead of God. How many of you know that busyness can be a trap? And when we get caught in the trap of busyness, it can be hard to get out. Are you with me? Um, when we get caught in the, the rut of busyness, we lose that part of where it says, be still and know that I am God. How many of your lives can get so busy that you lose that part of just being able to be still before God and hearing God? And, and we, we, just, we just run, run, run. And maybe our mind run, maybe we're just not physically running. How many know, you talk to people and everybody's busy. 
Either they're busy in their mind or they're busy with their hands or they're busy, but everybody's just busy, aren't they? I believe this, and somebody needs to hear this uh, because I needed to hear it. If the devil can't get you to sin, he'll get you with fear, he'll get you with busyness, or he'll get you with discouragement. He'll get you with fear, he'll get you with busyness, or he'll get you with discouragement. Fear, <laughs> busyness, or discouragement. That's, that's some of his tactics. The Bible says we're not to be ignorant of the enemy's devices. I'm just letting you, giving you some inside information or to remind you that he, he comes to bring busyness or fear or discouragement. If he can't get you to sin, he's going to try to sidetrack you with one of those things. Anybody ever been there? When the devil comes to tell us how big our problem is, we need to tell the devil how big our God is. We need to remind him how big God is. You know, some people, uh, some people are poor and busy, and some people are rich and busy, but everybody's busy. Listen, some people think they have everything, and I think sometimes they're the more deceived. Because some people think they have everything, still are wanting more. That's what the Bible says. When you, when you get, you're going to want more. And you're going to want more, and you're going to want this better, and that better. And if I just had this, I'd be happy. And if I just had that, I would be happy. And if we just had this amount of income, we'd be happy. And if we just had what they had, we would be happy. Amen. Um, thank the Lord. I heard of a man who hit the lottery, and he was sad because of how much taxes he had to pay. <laughs> and I thought my dad always just said, if I could just hit the big one, you know, if I could just hit the big, the big lottery. But I'm going to tell you something, you can hit the big lottery and you can still be broken your spirit. And I've seen lots of guys, uh, lots over the years that had a lot of money, but at the end of life said, this means nothing to me. It means nothing. So some people are rich and, and they're poor by being empty. They, can I tell you something? For some people, success and busyness is a trap because the Bible says where much is given, much is required. I believe God wants his people to be kingdom builders. I believe he wants us to be kingdom financiers. I believe that. I believe that, that there's prosperity for the people of God. There's a biblical prosperity. I know there's a wrong prosperity, but there's a biblical prosperity where God wants us to use our prosperity to build the kingdom. And he wants us all to enjoy the fruit of our labor. I'm not saying that. But the thing of it is, some people... Some people kind of look down uh, on people that are just putting God first and think, I got everything I need. I don't need God. Has anybody ever told you that? I've had people tell me, I got everything I need. I don't need God. But what the devil does to those people, they don't see that subtly by them not putting God first. At the end of their life, they've been living in a comfortable cell, a jail cell that the enemy has created for them, a, a comfort of this life. But at the end of life, the door closes, bang, and it's too late for them to be saved and they end up in hell and where it's too late. But the reality is they, they are not going to have joy. They're, as a matter of fact, they're going to have a, a hell for eternity that they could have escaped if they would have just put God first. Are you with me? It's a lie. It, it, the Bible has a, has a perfect illustration of this. It's not just a story. It's real life about the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man didn't want nothing to do with Lazarus. He, he wanted to uh, just, just shun that. He thought he was better than anybody else. And, 
And, uh, you know, as I asked the other night, are there really people like that? There are really people like that that think because of their wealth, they're better than everybody else. And they want to associate with other people. And waitresses ought to jump for them. And, you know, everybody ought to do everything for them because they're rich and they're increased with goods. But it's a, it's a jail cell. We need to feel sorry for people that don't put God first, that have that kind of, they've been trusted with that kind of riches from God. They've been blessed, but the devil's used it in the busyness of that to wait and wait and wait and wait until one day close a cell door and, and they find out they didn't know the meaning of life because they didn't put God first. And Jesus says, I, I never do you. You know, depart from me. And so it's not really the best thing to just have money, is it? It's really best not to make decisions just by money. And I'm, ta I'm talking from experience. If, if I would have made decisions by money, I wouldn't be here. And I'm not just bragging. I'm, I'm just reporting. That's just the truth. If, I, if me and Sandy would have lived our lives for money, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be in Friendsville. We, I wouldn't be doing this. Amen. And I, don't feel sorry for me. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm happy. With, I look back over my life and I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with every decision I made because I've made lots of mistakes, but I'm happy that I, I decided one day, not as a preacher, but I decided as a Christian that I would put God first. Now I've failed. There's many times I've put other things before God. Amen. And you can say, well, I got no idols. Well, one time I had, I had a vehicle that was an idol. Amen. When the tire got slashed and I got so upset and, you know, threw out some Christian cuss words, you know, I was there and I was so upset about the tire getting slit. And the Lord said, you know why you're so upset? I said, no, he said, because it's your idol. I said, I'm selling it tomorrow, Lord. And I did. I went and put a new tire on it and I sold it. And I wasn't grieved. Oh, God took this from me. God took this this, this dream vehicle for me. No, I wasn't sad. I was happy because I was delivered. Amen. Because God, again, aligned himself as first. And I'll never be last. I'm the head and not the tail. If you'd be honest, you'd probably, you could say like me, there's dozens of times you've had to, to recalibrate and reset and realign God as first. Anybody like me and you get off? Are you human this morning? Okay, good. I'm glad because I'm not superhuman. I'm just, you know, just a man. But I understand this important thing. I feel like the Father is saying today, if you just put me first, you'll never be last. If you put me first and it costs you the promotion, you'll never be last. If you put me the first and it costs you your job, you'll never be last. If you put me first and it costs you a, a bunch of money, you'll never be last. God will take care of you. Amen. He'll give you anything you want if you're willing to wait for it. Amen. 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 This, this building took 30 years. And, and you know what? I'm not, I've never been about the building. If I was about that, I wouldn't be here either. But it's God's decision. God said, now, I want to do something. I want, I want to build something. And that's, that's what we need to wait on. Revelation 3, verse 17 to 20. It says, because you say, I am rich... And I have become wealthy, and I have need of nothing. Do you not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked? Wow. I, have, I counsel you, buy for me gold refined in the fire. Amen. That's from the trying of your faith. Hang on through the trying of your faith, that you come forth as gold. 
The authenticity of your faith, Peter says, will come forth as gold when you go through the fire and you put God first. If you put God first and you're in the biggest fire of your life and everything is, seems to be coming against you, if you put God first, you'll come forth like gold tried in the fire. You will. You, you're, you're purchasing the right thing with your trial. He said that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve. I was looking at this scripture and I'm thinking, I wish God would just dump out eye salve on everybody that they could see. I'll tell you what happened to me the other night. I, I, I went to get eye drops. I, I had my eyes were just all burning and itching. And I went to grab eye drops, had my glasses off. And I didn't even know, didn't even remember that I had earwax removal drops. Oh. Didn't, even, didn't even think about it. Just grabbed the bottle and man, I just squeezed that thing. And it was like, ah, I realized real quick. That was not eye drops. Amen. You know, I was feeling like too tired to take a shower. The next thing I knew, I was in there 15 minutes washing my eyeball out, you know, so I could see. So I, I pray, and I understand this scripture more than ever, that I salve, the eye salve of God needs to be poured out on his people again, that we can see what's really important. That we, can, that we get a revelation of seeing what's really important. you got eyes, but don't see. I believe a lot of Christians have eyes, but they don't see. They don't see the reality that God wants us to put him first in everything. Thank you for the amen. He said that, that your eyes have that you may see. He said, as many as I love, I just pat them into hell. No, he said, as many as I love... I chasten, I, I, I rebuke, and I chasten. I correct their path. I, uh, why is these bad words? We need corrected at times, so we're seeing straight. Amen. Did you ever get offended? See, when people, people walk around offended, you know, I was talking, uh, I was hearing uh, Joe Prozic share at the, the RFI conference about there's some people that are so offended, you can't tell them anything. As soon as you try to say anything to them, they pick up their toys and they run. They're, you you got to wait until they're ready to hear what you have to say. And so you just, you just pray for them. But he said, the Lord says, if he loves us, he's going to say, hey, wait a minute. Here's, a, here's an opportunity for you to put me first. Now, what are you doing with it? Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, Stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.